This is the Crescent Project, bringing you powerful teaching, testimony, and truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world and how we as Christians can join Him in this kingdom work. I'm Matt Bonner, and I serve as a regional director with the Crescent Project, a national Christian ministry focused on equipping the church to share the gospel with Muslims. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. And welcome to Crescent Project Radio. Today we're excited to be talking about a huge and largely unrealized opportunity for the church, reaching out to the growing number of international refugees coming to America. As we've talked about on this show before, it seems evident that God is really bringing the nations to us. The Great Commission has been turned upside down, and so the church truly has no excuse not to live out this central command of Jesus. Joining us on the program today are two guests to help us delve into this exciting and very timely topic. Jordan with World Relief is with us, and also joining us is our friend Ali, who came here as a refugee from Iraq and the Middle East. So Jordan and Ali, welcome to the program. We're glad you guys are, could join us today. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Well, first, I want to try to get our minds around this topic with some data points to help us get our bearings. So Jordan, would you tell us about uh, World Relief and, and why it exists? You know, what's the purpose and you know, what role it plays with refugees here and around the country? Yeah, so World Relief is an international organization. Um, we've been around since World War II, working uh, humanitarian efforts around the world with the central point of mobilizing and empowering the local church to be a part of these humanitarian acts. Um, and then in 1980 was when we entered into the refugee resettlement world, when we started seeing large waves of the Vietnamese population, the Cambodians that were coming in at that time, and World Relief stepped it up and decided to join forces with the United States government and decided to help in this process of bringing refugees to America. Wow. Now, what exactly is refugee? I think it's important that we you know, define who we're talking about. Who, who, who is a refugee? Well, a refugee, the definition has actually been given by the United Nations. Um, the UNHCR defines a refugee as a person that has been persecuted for political reasons or could be ethnic, race, religion. Um, and most of those individuals that are coming here are from those populations from Somalia, Iraq, uh, Bhutan, and Burma, uh, most of them suffering from the religious persecutions. Okay. All right. And how many refugees would you say there, that there are in the world today? Scattered throughout the world, the statistics are saying that there's anywhere from 15 to 16 million in the world. Oh, my gosh. So I think that that right there, I think, would shock a lot of people to know that there are that many refugees, people who are uh, displaced, who are, are be, you know, being persecuted, a lot, of, a lot of them for religious reasons. Mm -hmm. that, that's truly amazing. Now, how many of those are coming here to this country each year? In, in the United States, we receive probably anywhere from 60 to 70,000. Wow. And that's every year? Every year for the last several years, it's been that consistent number. Now, is America the leading destination? Yes. Mm -hmm. And why is a lot of people say why? Why is that? Uh, the fact that we as as, as America, we were very passionate about being involved in a lot of the both the things that are happening around the world, especially when it comes to war and to violence. And so this is a way that America has decided to come on board and, and being a relief arm to the world and helping them be resettled here in the United States. Yeah, very good. Now, where are these refugees coming from? I, I want to get a sense of, of the diversity that we're being exposed to here. Can mm -hmm. you tell us about kind of where these refugees are coming? Yes, if we're talking um, and using a term that most evangelical Christians are aware of, it's the 1040 window is majority of where these individuals are coming from. So okay. we're seeing a lot from the Middle East, uh, Iraq, Iran, 
uh, Pakistan, uh, Afghanistan, and then looking over into Southeast Asia, we're looking at the Burmese populations or those that are from Myanmar, um, different tribal groups that are coming from there. We're looking at the Bhutanese people that also are, are most people are familiar with calling them the Nepali people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Africa also, in Northern Africa, we have the Somalis, the Sudanese, the Congolese, the Rwandans um, that are coming here. There are a few other countries that are represented in South America, like the Cubans and then also the Colombians. That is truly diverse. Mm-hmm. Now, what about the church? You know, what what role does it play currently? Mm-hmm. To tell us about that. Yeah, well, that is the 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 biggest thing that World Relief is passionate about. It's not just that we want to be a part of these um, good deeds and good works. Um, we want to see the church become a part of what we're doing. Um, to see holistic transformation happen, both socially, economically, and spiritually. Um, and we've seen tremendous work from, from Indonesia all the way here to the United States of, of seeing holistic uh, things that are happening throughout our organization internationally and, and locally. Um, the church's role has, has, has been shifting from time to time, but I think that the Lord is, is, has, a, has a movement for the church recently, and we've started to see a lot of churches come on board with this idea of why we should welcome the stranger and looking and seeing it from a biblical standpoint rather than seeing it from a political standpoint. Mm, mm, yeah, so important. Well, how, how aware do you think is the American church? And I mean, I look at this as this is an amazing opportunity. And it, it just I'm just curious, how aware do you think the American church is ab- about this? I think that there's very few uh, churches in the in America that are very aware of, of what's going on. If you look at the larger cities, probably a lot of them would be able to say, yes, we're very aware of the refugee populations. Mm-hmm. But a guy like me that's from small, small Podunk, Alabama, majority of the people in those types of places, <laughs> we were not aware that those uh, those populations existed in the bigger cities. Sure. Sure. Well, what's keeping the church from engaging then? I mean, what it, it can't just be my sense is it can't just be ignorance. I mean, it's got to be. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. Mm-hmm. I just mean that they just don't know. Right. Uh, but what is what are the obstacles, you know, for the church to, to engage uh, the refugee population? Well, I think that a lot of people are still there's still a sense of fear. Um, I think that that's the biggest reason, a fear of um, can I be actively supporting these individuals that are coming here, um, these refugees that are coming here? Are they considered an undocumented immigrant or are they can? What, what are they? What classification are mm-hmm. they? Um, we we want to help the church realize that refugee, undocumented immigrant, asylee, all these different terms that are being used in, in the political sphere. We want to help the church recognize that there is a biblical standpoint that Christ himself said we are to welcome the stranger. The Levitical law also tells us that we are to welcome those into our lands. And so I think that that still continues to be the biggest fear is mm-hmm. is a political one of like, where can we make that step mm-hmm. in, in welcoming this church? The second would be, of course, um, the fear of other religions. I think mm-hmm. that some of some of the American churches still has that fear post 9-11 of what is how can I engage a Muslim and, mm-hmm. and can I engage a Muslim right. um, without, you know, offending them or offending myself? You know, right. I think that there's still that fear that that exists today. Sure. Well, now I want to invite Ali to jump into this discussion because I know that that he has a unique experience on all this. Uh, Ali came here uh, to America as a refugee. And so he knows what it's like to experience all this and, and all the challenges this involves. I mean, few of us can really understand what it what it must be like to come here and and as a refugee. So so Ali, what was it what was it like coming here as a refugee? I mean, um, 
Were you excited to be coming here? I mean, tell us about your expectations, you know, your hopes. Well, uh, thank you uh, very much for having me first. And uh, yeah, it was it, it was a great transition in my life to come here to the United States. Uh, uh, I worked as a, as a translator for the U.S. Army when they came uh, put to Iraq from 2003 until 2009. Okay. And when I worked with the U.S. Army, I didn't really uh, thought about like moving to Iraq. But when they start targeting the civilians and especially the interpreters who help in the U.S. Army because they consider them as traitors, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, they they try to uh, allocate it like four times within one year in Iraq. It's uh, it's it's a horrible thing to be there, but wow. uh, thanks for the American people, for the congressmen who helped us, who made the law, the, called the Kennedy Law, to uh, to receive the uh, uh, Iraqi interpreters mm-hmm. to go to uh, to, re- to relocate to United States. And yeah, I applied and 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 I moved. I can I just didn't uh, I didn't feel that this is true. Uh, this is gonna happen, you know? Until I stepped on uh, OHR, you know, O'Hare o- Airport. Oh, okay. In Chicago. Yeah. And I said, Oh my God, this is America. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm so thankful to, uh, to all the American people to, uh, to, to the United States, you know, uh, for having us. It's a great, uh, it's a great thing. It's, uh, it's a new life for me and it's for my kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, how long of a process was it when you first learned about the opportunity to come here as a refugee? What was there a fairly, I mean, or was, was it fast or were you given a, a period of time that you had to decide or what would it look like? Well, at the time when I applied, it was like in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't took that long from mm-hmm. me. It's not like now. It's, it's not like now at all. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, now it's taking like four years. I hear now people in Turkey uh, who's going to United Nations, uh, they give them appointment for their first interview in 2019. Oh my. Yes, but my application, uh, which is SIV application, it took me from exactly January 27, uh, 2009, and I left Iraq in September 28, 2009. So it's almost like eight months. Yes. Yeah, yeah for you, everything. Had, you had some time to kind of prepare. Exactly. Yeah, I prepared myself and prepared for my, my family, my, you know, my wife and, and my daughter at that time. So you yeah. brought your whole family? Yes, yes. And, and my mom, she followed us in the next uh, year, in 2010. So yeah. what was it like? I mean, take us through it. I mean, you're coming here, you land in O'Hare, Chicago. What was what was it like? I, you know, I lived with the U.S. personals, with the U.S. Army, with the U.S. soldiers uh-huh. for six years. You know, from 2003 2009, I was wow. working for 21 days and going home for seven days. Yes, I, <laughs> I, 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 we sleep in the same facility we go to the dining facility together we eat same thing we pray before we go to mission together so i knew a lot about the culture but it's still you know when i stepped in, uh, in the united states soil it's still scary you know still you don't know anybody it's, it's a new country it's a new adventure it's a new page in your life yeah 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 and uh, god has made it you know god he has had plan for me sure so, yeah. yeah now you uh, were you speaking english at the time or yeah i was speaking english my wife she didn't speak english at that time at all Mm-hmm. Uh, but she learned English here. She's okay. now speaking English. Okay, yeah. great. That is fantastic. Um, now, so you essentially became a refugee because of your status working with the military. Is that right? That's right. Okay, okay. Um, so what was your, tell us about your first impression of America. You, I mean, I know that you had, you know, you'd, you'd worked with some of the American soldiers. So you had, you had, they probably gave you your first impression that's maybe right. of America. Well, that's just good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what else? I mean, tell, what else did you, what impressed you when you first came here? The people or what, what, what was, um, who did you first meet? You know? Uh, well, the first person I met is the, uh, is the lady from Waterleaf. She, uh, 
the one she get us from the airport. Okay. And I, I don't remember her name. She's, uh, she's, I think she's originally from Ethiopia. She's very nice. Uh, Eden. Eden. Oh, yeah, Eden, okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. Great. She's, she's so nice. She took us to our, um, I didn't expect uh, to live in an apartment. I thought like, is we going to refugee camp? Mm, yes. Yeah. They took us to a two bedroom apartment and our fridge was full with, <laughs> with the grocery, you know. Is so, that right? Yeah. We cooked, you know, the first day we, we started cooking. Uh, everything was ready for us and, uh, it was, it was, it was good. You know, we didn't expect that really. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they fool us with their generosity, you know? Yes. So, so it was the hospitality, so the hospitality really made an impression on you? It is, it is because I didn't really expect that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when you don't expect something and something happening, you, you feel, you, this is thing is full you with joy, you know? Sure. So somebody's care about you. Somebody's love you. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you were a Muslim at the time, right? Your That's whole, right. You and your family, you yes, were all Muslim. Yes. I brought like uh, half of my suitcases books about islam really yeah. so you had <laughs> they, plans they huh? still, i still have them with me in the house, yeah. <laughs> so you had plans to, to share islam huh? it is it, uh, not yeah share islam it's it's my duty to share islam at the time you know right. it's every right. muslim duty to do that and the uh, second thing is my uh, my father he was a very religious person uh-huh um, who was executed by saddam hussein regime in 1999 uh-huh. so i really love to be like him uh-huh. i want to be like him i want to Tell people about Islam, especially wow. I mean English speaking person, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What a journey it's been. It is. So yeah. tell us then, how long was it before the before you met a Christian then, or that you knew was kind of a Christian? Well, it took me I think a year before I met somebody talked to me about the about the Bible about the really? Christ. Yes, a year. Uh, I was at the grocery store and uh, uh, it's it's a Middle Eastern restaurant and the grocery store at the same time, uh-huh. and I met one of the missionaries. She's originally from Palestine. She's uh-huh. a, she's Arab too, uh-huh. and uh, she's ex-Muslim. Uh-huh. She's Christian, and uh, I know she's she's working uh, as a volunteer with the refugees. That's all I know about her. Okay. I never talked to her. I never met her before. Sure. And she just uh, said hi to my daughter, and she hugged her, and she introduced herself to us, and uh, she asked me when I came, what we doing, and she said, "Can I visit you?" I said, "Yeah, of course." You know. We are as Arab people. We can't say no to somebody who want to visit us. <laughs> yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. The hospitality there. Yeah, that's it great. Is, yeah, that's excellent. So she really took the initiative to to welcome you and to show hospitality and to just uh, oh yeah show friendship. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, awesome. Um, so what about well, what about the church? I mean, did did, did you sense any kind of a uh, a presence of the church here? I mean, outside of this 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 person you met. Was there any, any sense at all? Like, were you curious about visiting churches or did you get invited to go or what was your experience in that? Well, yeah, I, I just, um, I tried to go to church to debate. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to start with the high level first, <laughs> you know, the pastor levels. Uh, I tried, but I didn't do it really. Uh, I was at that time in the United States that year. I was really, uh, researching about Christianity. You know, curious about what they have, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I was at that time. And when when time come to tell you about my testimony, it's it was kind of transition time. Really, I was waiting for somebody to come talk to me. Wow. Yeah. Well, why don't you go ahead and take us through that? We, we've got uh, we've got some time left on this uh, this first segment and hopefully we'll do a second one. But tell us about uh, your journey. I mean, what, what happened there? You, so you got invited uh, or you, this this volunteer offered to come over and visit you. So take us from there. What happened after that? Um, it's actually started before that. It started kind of like two or three months before I leave Iraq. It's when I started to go deep in Islam and uh-huh. understand what's going on. You know, I started reading books like crazy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Book after book, book after book, I read, I finish it, you know, I go deep, deep, deep in Islam, I try to understand it. And really as an, 
as educated person as person who graduated from college you know over there uh, i find i find something like it's really doesn't make sense for me mm-hmm. you know i said that's okay maybe somebody will will show me what that mean and most of the muslim people even the clerics they uh, failed to do that mm-hmm. they couldn't make me uh, get it or it didn't it still didn't make sense to me you know until this point you know sure so i start oh why why this happened if this is perfect faith you know why i can't understand why god being so hard on me why i can't understand him so it was i was reading about christianity also um trying to trying to prove also Christi- christianity has something doesn't make sense mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. uh, until you know uh, the volunteers they uh, wh- the one who i invite them sure they came uh, to my house mm-hmm. and at the first day you know uh, we start talking about faith you know they were very open very nice to me and they just said you uh, uh, do you have a bible i think yeah and i said no i don't have a bible so they just grab one they have a stack of bibles in their car so they grab one and they give it was in arabic oh, arabic great. and english yes so my wife were was able to read it also mm-hmm. and we started debating from that point you know no you have these things you have three gods they said no we don't have three gods we have one god i said no you have god the son god the father god the holy spirit they said yeah there are three in one you know if you give us an opportunity to uh, to explain it to you we can i said sure okay go ahead and we start we start talking about it you know from these simple things from simple faith to understanding christianity uh, they they explained very simple way you know it's uh, it's something we never expressed on before Uh, like we grow up on christian christians they worship three gods they worship human Mm -hmm. so it was really hard for me to understand it and get the point sure yeah and until i got the point i i told my uh my friend who the volunteer diana uh i asked her i want to go to uh to her pastor to talk to oh yeah yeah because in in uh, when i was a muslim it's if you have a problem or like you and you don't understand something you don't ask any you go to the clerk you go to the ayatollah yeah yeah and he will explain to you because he's the only one is is allowed to do so so i went to the pastor of uh, of her church uh and i talked to him and it was (laughs) i thought i'm gonna just debate with him and he will be a muslim (laughs) yes Uh, we spent i think two hours two hours and a half we talking wow he was so nice to me Mm -hmm. and he was and i was so aggressive i i want to say i feel sorry about it you know i was very aggressive i was uh Uh, really i want to you know i want to know the truth sure you know? yeah and he explained everything in in really nice way in really understandable way uh and i remember the last question i told him if i believe in jesus christ do i have to deny muhammad <laughs> wow <laughs> he says wow he says jesus will be enough for you yeah believe me yeah you know? and yeah. i left you know i i went back home and my daughter she I, actually my wife she asked me she said what's happened you know did you did you proved christianity is wrong You know, <laughs> I right. said, yeah, yeah, you know, I did that. And then I came back. I said, no, everything they told me is really makes sense. And everything we wrote in the Bible is really makes sense, you know. And she said, yeah, I know that, but it, I can't accept that. Mm-hmm. It's really makes sense, but I can't accept it. And, you know, I was making fun on people who making dreams, who, who having dreams, you know, about Christ. They say, we, we, we can't. But really, that's what I experienced. So you, know? you were aware of that. You were aware of that phenomenon then. It, yeah, I am. Yeah. But I can't take it. I can't accept it. So did you learn about that when you were in Iraq or or when you came over to the United States? It's actually States? a year and the the two months before I in Iraq and the year I spent it here I was researching by myself and okay. actually I spent with the volunteer a couple months maybe yeah before yeah uh, I go to the uh, to the pastor and talk to him and uh, it just was uh, four ten and ten minutes p.m. when I just felt like Jesus is Lord you know I have completely realized Jesus Christ He's Son of God He died for me yes it just it just one moment just like 
just like that, you know. And I went to my wife. I said, you know, Jesus Christ, he died for us. Wow. We have to take it. It's a lot of evidence, logical evidence. Wow. You are a college graduate. You have to take it, you know. <laughs> because he used to tell me, you, get, you have to tell me a logical evidence. Sure. And I told, read the Bible, you know, with me. And I remember that night was a, was a rough night. I t- before I, uh, at the afternoon, I text my volunteer and I, t- and I told her, Jesus is Lord. And he's my Lord. And wow. he's my God. And uh, she takes me back and, you know, <laughs> and I told my wife about it. And in the night when we went, we, we are going to sleep. My wife, she said, she started crying. Mm-hmm. She said, I don't want to, I don't want to sleep beside you. Go wow. away. She's, she's upset. Why? What's happening? You know, it's, it's just, you are a different person. Just go away from me. But yeah, she started crying and, and, and it was very hard to me. And she didn't make the decision at that time. And she saw me really completely person. I didn't, I didn't thought I'm a completely different person. Right. But she see me. I'm, I'm a different person. Sure. She went to other room and, and, and she spent the night. And she, when she wake up, I, I brought her flowers and <laughs> I said, can you talk? Can we talk about it? She said, I can't run away from Jesus. You know, I love him. I really do. You know, I said this. We are in free country. Nobody can mess with us here. Mm-hmm. They just do it. You know, God has gave us a way to hear for reason. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the reason. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so how we, long had it been? Let me back up a little bit. So yeah. how long had it been then since you uh, started having that conversation with the pastor and when you had that revelation? When, it's when it actually I, I finished at 2 p.m. I have a revelation at 4 p.m., two hours from. So this happened very fast. Same day. Yes. This is after the first time you met with the yes, pastor. Yes, because he just, you know, when wow. they, some people, they say somebody put the dots on the letters. Yeah. So he cleared Right. You know, and, and God said, you know, in his, in his word, he says in the, in the scripture, he says, knock and I will open to you. Mm-hmm. And I knocked from mm-hmm. my heart and he did what he promised because our God is faithful mm-hmm. and he will, he will open the door for you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and that's what happened. You know, if, if you stay away from him, if you don't, if you don't knock the door, nobody's going to open for you. Sure. So we knocked the, the, the door. Actually, we break that door. Wow. We are sort of. <laughs> and then, and so, so we're going to have to wrap up this first segment, but I want to ask just, uh, quickly as we do. Um, so how long had you guys been here then? Was it a few months, a year when you had that conversation? So you landed here in Chicago and yes. then you had this conversation. What's the time period? It actually took, took about a year before I reached and then months and months. And then we, after that, we realized we have to give our life to Christ like, like we go to church, we step up to the church, and that was in the end of 2011. Okay. And when we went, it was it was the Christmas service, uh, December 24th, 2011. When we went to uh, to the church for the my wife was first time she got to the church. She entered church, and awesome. every, everybody's hugged her. We, they didn't know anything about us, uh-huh. and we didn't said we are coming. Mm-hmm. And people like, expressed love. You know, they loved us. They welcome us. They find a seat for us. They, they we said, and they play the music and they worship God. My wife, she got in tears. You know, and then and then uh, the pastor, he didn't know we are here, and he says, "I feel there is somebody who want to come and give his life to Christ. If somebody here, I'm standing right here." And he he give his hand, and and then I was sitting. You know, I didn't want to go. And my <laughs> wife, she said, "You want to go?" Yeah. I said, "Yeah, I want to go. If if you want, if you feel that." That's fantastic. She said, "Yeah, I want to do that." Yeah, that's awesome. So we went to the pastor and we give our we gave our life publicly. Yes, praise the Lord. That's yes, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's continue the conversation. We'll have to come back uh, to do another uh, segment, but let's go ahead and wrap this first one. It's been great to talk with you guys, and we're going to continue. Uh, but would we'll, one of you want to close us out in a prayer? Go ahead, Father, Jordan. Father, thank you so much. Thank you that um, thank you that you have given us life and life abundantly, and thank you that when we knock on that door, you answer. You answer and you hear us and you speak to us and you are a God who is relational and wants to be with us. 
And God, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for what you're doing in in the Muslim world, Father, as you are calling people out in visions and dreams, and you are revealing yourself to to the Muslim world, Father. And we just ask for um, a direction as as the church to know how to best engage and walk alongside of you in your plan to see all nations, all nations come to know who you are. And it's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. And once again, this is the Crescent Project, bringing you powerful teaching, testimony, and truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world and how we as Christians can join him in this kingdom work. I'm Matt Bonner, and I serve as a regional director with the Crescent Project, a national Christian ministry focused on equipping the church to share the gospel with Muslims. We believe we have a hope worth sharing. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. We hope you join us again next time on The Crescent Project.